Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello there and welcome to Think the Maker, a podcast about heroes, princesses, scoundrels, hokey religions, ancient weapons, and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Adam Russell, and this week I'm joined by Nick Ganbarian. Hey, everybody. Hi, Adam. Mike Forrester. Hello, my friends. <laughs> Hi, Mike. And old friend, second time guest on the podcast, one of the first female Jedi on live action Star Wars screens, Amy Allen, returns to the podcast. Ayla Secura is in the building. Hello. Oh, hi. Hi, Amy. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. Yes. Happy to be back. We hung out not too long ago. It's been a month and a half-ish, I guess, since Star Wars Celebration. You were there signing. Yes. That was good times. It was great times. So it was really great times. We, <laughs> we have you here this week to talk about that. And by that, I mean the larger that. Con going, your return to the con circuit, what that experience is like for you, and there's some other fun stuff I want to talk about. Uh, you being, like I said, one of the first female Jedi in live action. It's, uh, it's an, again, an appropriate time to have a strong female character here on the podcast with us. Aww. It means a lot. So thank you for being thank here. Thank you. Well, it means a lot to, to be asked to do things like this and to be here too. So thank you. For sure. Yeah. So we haven't talked much about Celebration on this podcast since it happened, we did a live stream with Dano on the Dano channel. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk a little bit about Celebration and our experience, but we, we really want to get to kind of your experience because it's interesting to me, your your journey starting as an employee of Lucasfilm, just to recap for everyone, starting right. as an employee of Lucasfilm, getting this role in, in the prequels. Yeah, as a production assistant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for anyone who didn't listen to the first time you were on, I want to say like two years ago now, way back episode 26. Yeah, I think so. We talked about, I think we did um, our favorite Star Wars films. We ranked them, right? We did. You ranked them and mm-hmm. I was stressed out because I was... <laughs> so much pressure. <laughs> so That was a lot of pressure. I was super stressed out. That was an adorable as far as I'm concerned. You were just like, oh, I don't know. Can this be my next one? Because <laughs> you feel like there's like a right answer, but it's not really a right answer. No. I mean, there's a lot of opinions here. It's yeah, a big yeah. world of opinions. And <laughs> there are definitely a lot of opinions. So I, I didn't want to do anything wrong, but that's just kind of how I roll, I think. Well, there is no wrong. In, so, in some aspects, in some aspects of my life, not, yeah. not all. And there's been more Star Wars since you were on, so rank that too. That's why we actually... Yeah, yeah no, <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, so it was a lot. So really quickly, uh, for folks who are uh, meeting you for the first time, essentially here... We mentioned that you were a Lucasfilm production assistant working on the films, mm-hmm. and then somehow things worked out where you became, you got a role, you became a character in a prequel film. So you want to quickly tell that story? Sure, sure. So I worked for Industrial Light and Magic. It was my first job out of college. I, I was there for a while before I landed on Star Wars on episode two, and my production manager on Attack of the Clones, she came to my desk one day and basically gave me a photocopy of the character of Ayla Secura from a comic book and said, do you want to do this? And I said, yes, not really Mm -hmm. sort of knowing what I was, I was, it was 20 years ago. I was right. I was still a kid ish and didn't really understand what was, you know, going to happen. I, I never had any idea, you know, and it really actually became so clear at this celebration when I was, sitting there and it's everybody has their 20 year anniversary attack of the clone shirts on. And I'm really like, Oh my gosh, like it's been 20 years and I'm still here. And people really love the character of Ayla Secura. They, they love her. Yeah. It's really resonated. I had no idea. (laughs) It's honestly been one of the biggest besides maybe like having my children moments of like, Whoa, (laughs) It's really wild. It's really wild. The gift that keeps giving. Well, that's what I always say. That's what I say about Star Wars. I'd probably say it 
you know, two or three times at a, a convention when somebody comes up to me and asks me a question and I say, it's literally the gift that keeps on giving because I just... Get to come on Thank the Maker and talk about Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I mean, and I love talking about it. I love talking about it. I just, it's an incredible blessing, obviously. It's just really cool. Yeah. But this celebration was really like, whoa. Yeah. I, I thought. I would imagine it's not so different from like hearing you talk. I imagine it's not so different from the things that we feel as older musicians. Nick and I are, we're 20 years into being um, artists who are out in the world, who, who are known by people out in the world. So when you meet people who got your first album the day it came out or, you know, fans who've been around since then, you do have this moment, especially with the ups and downs where you go, Oh wow! People still do give a shit, mm-hmm. and that feeling—well, that it's—that's what it is all about. Yeah, it's hard to describe like how how significant that can be in the up and down world of any kind of entertainment, mm-hmm. any kind of art. You know, well, what's wild, and you know, I know Story just uh, announced the tour. You, you'll probably see this soon. But what's wild is because we've been a band for twenty two years now, people are bringing their kids to the show now. Yeah. So yes. we're seeing actual That's like crazy. children between the ages of like seven to like 12 or so coming with their parents who have been coming to shows for 20 years. And it's mm-hmm. amazing, honestly. It's really cool to look down at the barricade and see like multiple times on in the last month, children at the barricade, actual children. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, no, I, I it's kind of like bringing my kids this time and them being so enthralled and so I could see their brains just like, Oh my God. It's real. Whoa, my mom's a part of this. Like, yeah. wow. She like just doesn't yell at me and like do laundry and <laughs> do all these other things. Like she does this too. I'm being, I'm being yelled at by a Jedi to do this. This is great. Yeah. I don't think they think that. <laughs> it's so interesting. We have these conversations on the story of the year podcast a lot and just being together, hanging out. The kids are old enough now and you're, you're seeing this and you're probably seeing it with your husband, Chris. And we should mention also, we left that out of the the backstory. Amy and I met fifteen years, exactly fifteen years ago, at Star Wars Celebration. It might, it might be longer. Well, I feel like you came to our house once before before before, before celebration. I think so. Jesus Christ! I think you came to a party. At our That's house. a long time ago. <laughs> I think. I think. Point being, we've known each other for a long time, and we met because your husband and I toured together in two thousand four. He's the drummer yes. of Hoobastank, and I remember. Kind of like, th- I have this very small moment, but it's very vivid where he told me about you and he's like, yeah, so I'm dating this girl who's in Star Wars. It's crazy. <laughs> like, I'm not super into Star Wars, but that's pretty dope, right? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> who, who, is, who is she? And next time we talked, you guys, I think were engaged or already married by then. So that's so wild. The force put things into motion. Pretty wild. Point being, Chris is probably experiencing the same thing with your kids as you are with Star Wars, where they're old enough now to realize that these stories that they've been told their whole lives about their parents aren't just like annoying stories that parents tell. They get to go right. to the shows, they get to go to the cons and they see, oh, wow, a lot of people care about this. Our parents are yeah. kind of cool, even though they might not say it out loud, they're starting to kind of understand. So how's that experience for you? It's really awesome. I mean, the kids, so I was next to Ashley Eckstein, right? They're like, opening the curtain, trying to open the curtain, like, you know, <laughs> you know, look at her the whole time, which she's so great. She's like, she knows yes, that she yeah. there's little kids who are enthralled by her, especially mine, my daughter in particular, but the, it was cool. My, my niece and nephew actually came and took them and they just went and did their thing. And I was like, this is so cool. Like my niece and nephew, I could tell her just excited and proud and taking their little cousins around and, yeah. and and probably feeling like pretty cool. Like I think they're yeah. thinking about the kids they go to school with and they're like, those kids don't get to do this. <laughs> yeah. And then they actually got to go upstairs to see the, um, the Mandalorian exhibit that whole, yeah. did you guys, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys got a chance yeah, to go. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to go, but yeah, the experience, yeah, the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian experience. So they went to see that and I'm getting like texts from my niece and texts from my nephew. Like, Oh my gosh, Aunt Amy, this is like, this is so cool. So I'm like, okay, this is really what it's all about. It was cool. It's not just something that you're dragging them to, or even even if you did drag them to it, once they're there, they're like, oh, wow. Oh, whoa. She's involved in this. This is amazing. Yeah. They were pretty pumped. I think of my dad being like, well, you know, we're going to go to the 
you know, the Birmingham high school football reunion. And I'm like, Oh <laughs> man, I don't want to go do that. But it's like, man, we're going to go to star Wars celebration. This is where your aunt was a Jedi and still is. <laughs> and, every, and everyone's going to think she's amazing. So yeah, I, yeah, I would flex if I were you hundred percent. See what my dad did for me when I was a kid is he, we went to car shows, which I think I we maybe oh, talked tight. about this last time. So my first sort of deep dive into George Lucas was American graffiti. Cause yeah. My dad built cars and we just did, that was our life. Like whether it was the drag races or it was car shows on Sunday, we just cars, 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 cars. So yeah, I kind of feel like I can cross pollinate both of those worlds yeah, because of George Lucas. And, and that was the first movie my dad and I really bonded over was American graffiti. So I see it kind of coming full circle. Like yeah, it's kind of a neat thing that's been passed along because it started early on with my dad and I. Yeah. And you know, my dad's pushing 80 and he's still the cars are all sitting on the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> so did you ever have a conversation with George about that? Did you ever kind of share that with him? Because there's so much of that car culture in Star Wars, whether or not people realize it. It's a it's a thing. There is no, I mean I I don't remember that I had a conversation with him about it. I just, it's always been something that's been close to me because like, it's my bond with my dad. Right. Yeah. So like, I love cars. I have a, a 65 Mustang. It's like sitting on my dad's driveway and he, you sweet. He, yeah. He won't <laughs> let me drive it. It was my, it was my dad's mom's car, my grandma's car, original owner, black 65 Mustang with a V8 just sitting in my parents' driveway. My dad won't let me touch it. Cause he doesn't trust me. I'm like, <laughs> Okay, we don't need to repeat the year I was born, but I'm pretty sure I know how to drive it because it was the first car I drove when I was 16. But yeah. It's the other people you have to worry about. It's the other people, yeah. yeah. So anyways, it was something that was really, like my dad and I had this bond and I feel like I can just kind of sort of have that same or have the kids sort of in, have that same bond with me with what's happening now. Yeah. All from the same person, all yeah. from the same guy. It's, it's just very poetic, you know, whether or not, you talk to Georgia about that or whether or not you make the connection and, and explain to your kids why those things are important contextually together. It's just very yeah. poetic. I think they know now. Yeah. They know now because they, they recognize the sort of car, car culture in our family too. So they can kind of connect the dots. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. So let's talk more specifically about, about the convention circuit and how you did it back in the day and you kind of took a break and, and then coming back to it. So just after the the prequels, well, that's that's where Star Wars Celebration started. Yeah. In 1999, there was the first Star Wars Celebration. Which I think was in, I want to say Colorado. Denver, yeah. Yep. So it was kind of conceived as a promotional tool in a way for the prequels. And there was one for each. There was a 99, there was a uh, 2002, there was a 2005, and then yep. seven, I guess they just said, we're just going to keep doing this, right? Yeah. But you did quite a few other cons as well early on. I did. So how many, like how involved were you back then? Well, I was, it was so new. I was so young. And I remember doing the very first celebration in Indianapolis and it was like, whoa, like this is so surreal getting on a plane. And then I remember getting picked up, going in a van. So I was with two girls who have since become good friends, but maybe I was with Kenny Baker and just very early on 2002, where yeah. I didn't really know I was getting the lay of the land and kind of digesting it all. And it was crazy. And I probably oversaturated myself maybe because it was kind of like, oh yeah, there's this, 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 and this. And it was also new. I didn't have the, the knowledge or the, you know, I just started doing it. So I probably just kind of went everywhere Yeah. before I really started to get how it worked. Just like starting a band, probably you're playing like every show that you possibly can. I mean, yeah, I guess <laughs> you just, yeah. And I, I traveled a lot which there was some amazing trips, some amazing trips, you know, overseas to Japan. Japan is probably one of the most incredible places. You probably think, know this as a band. It's my favorite country, period. It's one of the most incredible places to visit in terms of the fans. Yes. Like Japan is just. They make like, you feel like you're the Beatles. <laughs> they really do. Yeah. Yeah. Japan, that That's a perfect way to describe it. Like Japan's really amazing. So there was many great trips along the way. But, you know, I had a, I had a job. I, I worked, I moved back home to Los Angeles. I worked in production. I worked for a producer for a long time. I always worked consistently with my other life of Star Wars. Mm -hmm. I was fortunate enough to have some really good bosses who 
let me leave, you know, on a Friday and I could come back on a Sunday so I could go do a convention on the weekend. And I was just fortunate. Like I kept doing what I wanted to do, which was really work behind the camera. That's how I started to work. That's what I wanted to do. I traveled a lot. I was away on location a lot. I loved it. I had some really amazing opportunities and worked with some great people. So I was able to kind of balance that world for a while of like working my normal life and then occasionally traveling on the week on a weekend for a Star Wars convention, having that experience. Yeah. And then, you know, I had my kids and I slowly just tapered off mm-hmm. and then I just went in hibernation mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I think maybe happens when you have kids and your family and I just life happens kind of thought, well, maybe I, I, I kind of thought too, to be quite honest, I think I thought I sort of ran my course. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe I was done. Yeah. And live you action know. Star Wars was like not a thing for about yeah. 10 years. Yeah. You know, your character was in, you know, animation and stuff, but. Well, I, I think that's like one of the things that I think the Clone Wars really kept it going. If, if there wasn't that, I don't know that there would be, I don't know. I, I, that's what I think. I think the Clone Wars series and keeping Ayla Secura, this character really just kept her alive and relevant and people just really loving her. Yeah. So that's what I want to ask about the celebration. If there was something that you could take away from this year, and of course it was the 20th anniversary of Attack of the Clones. And then, in, yeah. you know, in two years, we're going to get when I assume that it'll come back to the States because yeah. next year will be London. Well, right, but it's not it's not an anniversary of anything. Right, I, right, right. Right, because right. then Revenge of the Sith, oh, right? Oh, right, because Re- Revenge of the Sith, right. Yes, right. yes, so, yes So I'm kind of like, if I could take one thing away from attending Celebration, because in Chicago, it was like the Clone Wars had just been saved, and then they were kind of revealing the last, you know, the final season of the Clone Wars. And we've talked about this a little bit, is that a lot of this animated stuff before Disney+, Plus, there were a lot of people who didn't, weren't able to watch all of it because it was segmented on all these different yeah, apps. Networks and, are, you know, it was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm not going to download the Cartoon like, Network app. I yeah. want, you know, and right. then, and then, you know, Disney Plus comes out and I can finally watch all of this stuff in, all of it. in order, you know? And I was kind of a late adopter of a lot of the animated stuff just because, you know, at the time it's like the sequel trilogy was everything and Rogue One, all this stuff. So um, I was kind of a late adopter of that, but but what I really took away from Celebration this year was just this love and passion for that group has grown up, that the prequels were their Star Wars. And that was a, such a part of their first interaction with Star Wars. It was who they were marketed to and all of that. But if I could take away anything from from Celebration, it was just that there was such admiration for these movies that were previously so ragged on (laughs) and you're and you're totally right in that sense of like the clone wars like filled in a lot of the gaps that i think that maybe people were looking for or just had more development with so what was that like in a really different transition for you to come back and have this entire panel dedicated to the 20th anniversary of this you know, most criticized yeah. Star Wars movie and all of the Rotten Tomatoes. And then you're yeah. you're part of this prequel trilogy and the love for Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor is like, it was off the charts. I couldn't that believe it. That was crazy. It. Like, what was that like for you? I felt, so I had like a bird's eye view. You remember where I was, Adam? Like I could see, yeah. I'm staring at the, the screen and I'm watching all of it unfold. And I'm like, this had never happened at any other obviously at any other celebration that I'd been to, you know, where they're there. And, and it was, it was just, you're right. Like there was just so much love that was being shown that I left there. Like what, what just happened? Like, (laughs) and the way, and the way that they did it, I thought was so cool. The way that they put it on and they kind of came back from the last couple of years and just gave everybody what they wanted. Yeah. You know, I've never met Hayden. I've never met you know, Ewan McGregor, but I will say my son was standing next to Ewan McGregor and had not a clue. And <laughs> I didn't know that he was back there standing next to him and he didn't know either. And I think it was kind of out of context. Like he's used to looking at a certain version of Ewan McGregor and yeah, yeah. didn't know. And he didn't have his Padawan braid. I didn't which recognize I thought him. It was an amazing story. It's like a story. I'm like, you can tell the story for the rest of your life. Cause I wasn't there, <laughs> but you were there and you got to stand next to him. And that's really cool. And that hasn't happened in the years past where you've had 
everybody, there were so many cool people there and everybody was just kind of hanging out. I just noticed all the way down, like Ashley and then everybody from past Ashley, Matt, Mm -hmm. all these people just, the whole thing felt so positive. They're the rock stars of the weekend, you know? I don't remember leaving. Yeah, like a, a Star Wars celebration that everyone was, so, we were so pumped. I was so pumped. My kids were so pumped. I mean, yeah. they left on a high note. They took a picture with Ashley and they were just so happy. <laughs> so it was, it was really cool. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You talk about the the kind of star-studded lineup of this celebration, and it was big. It was a really big one. Yeah, it was. And there were there were some appearances there, folks who maybe didn't do signings but were there for interviews and things. And overall, you put it all together, and it was a really, really big one. Mm-hmm. Um, you also have some great stories. You knew a lot of these people from before. How many of those relationships with like Ian McDermott and, and folks like that were made in the early ILM days behind the camera and how many were from the con circuit? Most, because yeah. Because you've, you've brought a lot to those, a lot of those relationships to this moment now when you're, when you've since returned to con going. So talk about that. Well, someone like Don Bees, for example, like Don Bees is, you know, old school. Yeah. He's yeah, like yeah. old school ILM, like R2D2 operator. Like I've known, so I yeah. met Don when I started working there. I was a kid. He was always one of the nicest guys. So it was really cool to see him. I've seen him at conventions over the years, different celebrations, but we hadn't seen each other in a really long time. He came to me, came up to my table, and I was there with with Wyatt, with my son. And next thing you know, he's like, let's go upstairs, you know, to the droid room. And it was so easy. It's like we hadn't seen each other in so long, but we just fell right into like almost like seeing him at ILM back in the day when, you know, I was just a PA and, yeah. you know, running around getting people coffee. And you know, <laughs> he, he was very, he was so great with Wyatt and he was just showing him tons of stuff. And so there are those relationships that I've, that I have had with people from ILM. Um, maybe four people came by in addition to Don, people who are still with Lucasfilm, people who are still involved with everything that's going on now. One of them was, was one of my first bosses who came and it's just wild. Like, you know, I'm like this older mom now when I was this young green PA running around for him, you know, what feels like a hundred years ago, but it's just, it, we're in super low rise jeans and giant hoop earrings. <laughs> yeah. Right. In 2002. Yeah. Oh God. Well, I, I started there before that. So it was even, <laughs> so there's that, there's those cool moments of coming full circle with, you know, all my old, you know, ILM friends. I've known Matt Wood for a long, long time. He and I have had many trips, conventions, fun times together. But then like Ian, for example, I've met over the years, but Ian and I had a trip together in 2015 to Florida, to Disney World. And that really kind of solidified our, just, we had a great weekend. Yeah, He's just awesome. He's really great with my kids. It's just a funny, it's funny because it, it's like he's the emperor and he's- Are you sure yeah. he didn't make you his for, apprentice? That's what it sounds like <laughs> happened there. For so many bad things, but like, yeah. I just love, I just get such a kick out of seeing him in person because he's just such a lovely guy. Well, I met uh, I met Giancarlo Esposito at, at uh, Celebration and he's like the ultimate villain in everything he yeah. does. And then he is the exact opposite, nicest, most humble human being right? in the world. Yeah. Actually, okay. it's pretty funny. I only got to say hi to him, but I was like freaking out because we we just kind of passed and we just said hi. He said hi. And I was like, oh, my God, you know, <laughs> I was like more in like Breaking Bad. Oh, totally. Yeah. I yeah. had my kids. We I, when I brought my kids home from the hospital because I have twins, I literally sat on in my room with my babies on a bed and, and watched all of Breaking Bad. So I was <laughs> just like, oh, my gosh, like there was there was a lot of cool moments like that, though, there yeah, with yeah. the different people that have now been brought into this universe that was different than when I came into it. Mm-hmm. Amy, can you speak a little bit like something that I'm really interested in? And I hope the band guys also will appreciate this. But you know, when I I kind of started probably in college when I moved away and I had to travel a lot to go see music. I if I had the chance to meet someone, I would authentically say like thank you for coming to our city and playing because like 
the process for a fan, and Adam and I have talked about this a lot, where you think that the the performer, the actor, the person, they come to your city and they see you, right? They're putting on a performance for you. They're coming to a convention to have an appearance for you in this city. And what happens is, I think, is that it almost kind of ends up turning into like a, what I call like a zoo syndrome, right? Where people just get in line, you're looking at the animals, and you forget that like they have to eat and they have to go do things. And like they have to, you know, how, how are they feeling that morning? Is there something else going on in their life that they have to all of a sudden meet like a million people and have yeah. them go, you don't remember me from the last time we met? That's incredible. You know? Yeah. And I, and I, and I, I try to say thank you to people because like, I, you know, I, I know that people have, I know that life on the road is, is difficult. Right. And the convention circuit though, for a lot of people, it's lucrative. And then there's people like Daniel Logan, who is probably more popular and well-known for being Daniel Logan than he was for being Boba Fett at this point. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like, I, 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 I'm curious as to that kind of process for you and, and figuring out like, you know, do, do you have a set amount of, you know, the cons are traditionally over the summer. Are you like, all right, let's do 10 cons or else I'm going to burn myself out on it because I want them to be authentic. I want people to, you know, have an experience. What's, right. what is that? How do you plan that? Like, what is, that's kind of like planning your own tour in a way. Yeah, it's funny. So Daniel, he's kind of like my partner in crime. It's funny. We met and he was a kid. We met on a plane flying to Celebration and he must have been 14. I don't even know how old he was. And he, I'm obviously an adult and he was like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we just met very early on through this process. So he's definitely um, been good for me in the sense of encouraging me to get back out there like, same like you, Adam, too. Like Daniel is one of those people that it's like, you need to get out there. And he's really active, you know, on Instagram. And that's a whole other ball of wax for me. I'm, <laughs> I'm getting there, but he's really good. And so he has so much energy, yeah. right? Yeah. Like he's so great about engaging with fans. He's, I love him. He's just, he's a genuinely good guy. And, and every time I do something with him, I have the best time. Like seeing him, like I could look down at celebration and see him and laugh and just be like, okay, he, he's in his element, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I, after not really doing stuff have just really started getting back out there and planning things. And I typically have really good interactions and I love hanging out and spending the day and talking to people. So like I've started really just lining stuff up into the fall and even into like November and December, if it all works out. Cause it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I've, I've been doing it for so long. And like, I just went to, I was just in Washington a couple of weeks ago and it was a great weekend. It was really fun. And we, they had us next to the 501st. Nice. Oh, and we were, and so Ian was there and they set up this whole thing for Ian. It was like a experience for people to walk into a hallway and then they went into this big area and he had, a, you know, the 501st built him this. Probably a throne, probably a throne room. No, yeah. I have it. I have it. Nerds. But it was so cool what they did. Yes, I'm mm -hmm. going to show you. Here, look. Can you see? Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. yeah <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. It was so it's cool. So great. I'm a four-time member, so these are my people. So I appreciate it. Yeah, no, it, it was there. really cool what they did. Um, <laughs> I love it. So I'm I'm not somebody that gets burnt out or I, I just, sure. I, it's it's fun for me. Yeah, and you did take such a long break. I did. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm kind of getting. And I want to get to that and how you how you returned. Like you you alluded to earlier, you kind of you took a long um, mom break. You know, you had the twins, which I can't even begin to imagine what that experience is like. One human child is like, oh, God. Um, and two— Well, it, Adam, there's a lot of screaming. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Two at the same time. Uh, well done, you and Thank Chris. You. You're still alive. Yeah. And then you— They're they, good kids. You met them. I met them at Celebration, and they yeah. they seem like great kids. I, I would yeah. hang with those kids. Generally, I don't want to hang with kids. Yeah, they're good kids. <laughs> so you were off for years, and I remember last time you were on the podcast, before and after, Chris and I were both like, don't you want to just kind of like get yeah. back to it maybe? You should probably get on Instagram. And it was, it was very much this kind of thing where, you, where you're saying, I don't know, probably, like maybe. And we're like, come <laughs> on, you you know? Even the smallest characters do very well. You've been there before. You can do it again. And you were very reluctant, but then it happened. I was. And my question is, one, how did that come about? Did you reach out? Did they reach, reach out to you? And then 
was there any reluctance once you knew celebration was an option and a possibility? Oh, did they reach out to me for celebration? You mean not for, yeah. yes. So I, I kind of started like trickling back in last summer. I did pension in um, Texas, then New Mexico. And I just, I kind of started slowly dipping back in. And then one of my best friends was like, why are you not on social media? Why are you not kind of ha- what you were saying and what <laughs> yeah. Chris was saying. And like I said before, I, I thought for a while, I just, maybe I, I had run my course. Like I just was kind of not really. Like, do people even want to come watch your band play anymore? Is, yeah. Is, and that's, yeah. A, that's I do. A, yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah. It's a, that's a legit, those are legit feelings. And, and, and I kind of struggled with that for a little yeah. bit, just like, I wasn't sure if I was, could withstand if someone said something mean or, I just thought, why, why put myself in that position at all if someone's going to say something mean? Right. And I, you know, you every once in a while you come across something and I, I'm just like, okay, you know what? Don't even, I mean, you guys know you're in bands. Chris is in Hoobastank. Are you kidding? We've heard it all. <laughs> we, yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. We, we've had conversations. Yeah. I've heard some pretty nasty things. And, and I've even said, like, is your job that great that you're going to go rip his? But if it is, then Okay. You just want to be like, I don't know. I just kind of felt like, like I just. A lot of apprehension. Yes. A lot of apprehension. And then now I think it's just kind of like, maybe the last two years have told me, what am I waiting for? What, what, who cares? Just live your life. Yeah. Who cares what people think about you? (laughs) If you're a good person and. These are the things that we try to teach our children, right? To like, don't remember. And what do we do? Don't go on Instagram and yell at people. Um, (laughs) Right. Something I noticed at Celebration, there was kind of this like, uh. Was that Friday night? I think in the Marriott, there was this really big panel of people that were signing. And I think you were a part of that, right? That was, uh, or was that on Saturday night? That was Friday night? No, I wasn't part of it. I went over there. I went oh, okay. to look at it, but I wasn't a part of it. Sure. So I remember seeing this giant list of this after hour signing thing. And, and what was really cool mm. about it is I have a little side hustle. I make these ID cards for people. And I've had a lot of people from the shows reach out to me and say, Hey, could I want to kind of like memorialize my time being on star Wars? Could you make me an ID card for my, you know, Wait, for I, my... this sounds familiar. Did you make them for the, for the Mandalorian crew? Yes. Yes, I did. Okay. Yeah. Then I know this yeah. story. Yeah. 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 So what was kind of interesting is like, I'd have some of the stunt performers that would be like, Hey, I was one of the Gamorrean guards. Like Colin Himes is super, super nice guy. Well known in the stunt community but he was one of the Gamorrean guards in the book of Boba Fett. Right. And so he's like, you got to mm-hmm. make, you know, can you make me a, a, a Gamorrean guard ID card? I'm like, yeah, sure. Of course. And then I see that he's signing and we've gotten to know each other a little bit over time. And he's just like, I just can't believe how much star Wars fans care about all of this stuff. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like everything, everything, Literally you know, everything. And he's like, he's like, I, I would have yeah. never thought that, that, you know, cause it's like one of those things where, you know, it's, he kind of likened it to be like, Oh, it's like, if you're a backup keyboard player on one song on someone's tour, people are like, yeah, we got to get that guy's autographs. It's great. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, and he was kind of just laughing at how he didn't think, you know, he was like, I just showed up to do my job. And, uh, I guess people are really into this. And is there something, do you think that is like a, a, is that a Star Wars experience? Is that something that like you sign, like you've seen or or like actors, if you're going to be on screen in a Star Wars show, are you like, okay, cool. I'm going to be able to do five conventions a year as background character C, (laughs) you know, is that, is that something that you think that like Star Wars is is unique to Star Wars? You're saying? Yeah. That's why I'm like so curious about that. Yes, I think so. There's plenty of obviously characters to really show that that's how it works with Star Wars. But maybe with these other big franchises that are happening, Marvel and all these big, big worlds, it opens up to that. Like, for example, it's interesting that you say that when I was just in Washington last weekend, there was a lot of people from a lot of different shows. And I think the convention circuit and world has changed from people going like oh, you would do a convention, but it wasn't like, it was kind of like, oh, I don't know how to say it, but now it's like everybody goes. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like yeah. before yeah. it was kind of like, it wasn't like it is now where people are like going because they realize it's a cool thing to do. And also you're giving people something that they want and you're making fans of your particular show happy. Yeah. And that's a good thing. And that's kind of what Star Wars has always done. Star Wars isn't new to the convention game. A lot of right. other shows and people are. 
Yeah. Because they're realizing, oh, I can go do this for a weekend and it's great and I'm working. But also what you're doing for other people is you're making them really happy because you're creating experiences and engaging. And like, you know, that's, I love it. Like oftentimes I say, if they want to schedule like a 45 minute panel, I'll say, I'd rather just have them come to the table and have a more like a one-on-one experience than, than, you know, maybe not that many people showing up and it's not as rewarding as like having a really personal conversation that I often have. Right. Right. I think that like, I, you know, I've only been going to conventions really since I moved to California. So, you know, going on six years and although there was a pandemic in between it, right. I even see like pre-pandemic and post-pandemic how the feeling is different at conventions because I do think that if you are somewhat of an adult who still has like a side to them that enjoys things, I think that you no longer take for granted things that you used to post pandemic. So I think conventions are like ultimately feeling a lot happier than they used to. Not that they didn't feel happy before, but I think that experiences matter a lot more to people than things because we just lost Mm -hmm. two years of experiences. And, and, uh, you know, just, just going from 2019 celebration to 2022 celebration was a huge, huge difference to me in the vibe. I think they were both great, but it was even happier. Yeah. And everyone seemed super excited to be there this year. I've had quite a few people come up and say, just between celebration and the last convention that I just did, like that it was their first time like doing cosplay. Like, and I was like, well, do mm-hmm. you like, yeah, good yeah. for you. What are you waiting for? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, but it's true. Like just <laughs> do it. It's, it's, it makes you happy and you're within a world that you feel is safe and everybody's supportive and it's a great environment to be in. Yeah. If there's ever going to be a place to cosplay and feel like you're just, you know, one of many and be supported, it's a convention. Totally. Yeah. It's interesting how how important that feeling still is to people to to feel like you can be your authentic self and feel like you belong, even now at a time when being a nerd is very mainstream. Uh-huh. You know, being super into Star Wars at the level that we all are here, or Marvel or any of the other fandoms, just 10, 15, 20 years ago was not at all the same experience. Mm-hmm. I remember going to Celebration in 2007, and even my bandmates who love Star Wars were like, cool convention nerd, you know, it was just not the same. So you were kind of alluding to the fact that being an actor who would go to a convention, it was almost like, oh, well, that's what you have left in your career. Might as well milk that while you got it. Versus, you know, you look at a movie like Galaxy Quest, if anybody remembers that movie with Tim mm-hmm. Allen. Awesome and- movie. Yeah, it's yeah, amazing yeah. movie. Of course. Yeah, yeah. So that take on conventions was very representative of the time when the movie was made, you know, late nineties, whatever it was like, well, this is what we have left. So I guess I'll go collect my check from my $5 a pop signing kind of thing. And even Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill and the folks at the top billing of star Wars were kind of at that level in the late nineties, early two thousands. I met Carrie Fisher in 2007 at celebration. Granted it's, it's much tougher for older female actors. And at that time it, it just like, you know, We've heard her talk about that. So it's interesting now that even though it's mainstream and everyone's showing up, like fucking Ewan McGregor being there, like you mentioned, was like, holy shit. Yeah, there was a yeah. shift. I think there was a shift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in that shift, was that also part of like in- encouraging you to come back? And was that a very palpable thing? Yeah, it was all of Ewan's coming back. I'm coming back. You know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the, just the cultural shift. I think I just felt like stop telling yourself you don't deserve a place at the party kind of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, I just, I, I just had to get over it yeah. really, you know, and just yeah. say I was given this really amazing opportunity as a young production assistant working on the movie. I took it. I didn't know that it would land me here all these years later. I didn't know that all the amazing things would come from it, you know, like action figures and comic books. And it's like, the layers of it. And so it's, I really had to see the privilege of it. Like this is a really fantastic thing that happened to me. And I just need to moving forward. I just need to take it and run with it wherever it takes me. Absolutely. And show my kids that this was something really cool that happened to me and just have fun with it. And so I went to celebration and it was so fun. It was so, so fun. Yeah. And I felt like everybody felt that. I felt that the whole vibe, the whole weekend was just, it was fun. Mm Mm-hmm. 
all fun, all love, the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. The first couple of days in the hotel room with my parents was maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go downstairs and drink beer. No, I was like, I'll be right back. <laughs> I'll be right back in like two hours. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, who's in the bar? <laughs> Which there's time, time dilation at a convention. So two hours is like 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah, the good thing is when you go back upstairs, they're like sleeping. I'm like, okay, okay, this is good. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it it definitely felt like there was a, like a shift. Yeah. Maybe it was because of who was there and it was just so electric for all those days. It was just, it was just so fun. And I think I had such a good seat because I had the, the stage right there. So I could really see, I was yeah. just watching everybody. Feeling the whole thing. Yeah. It was a perfect spot. We were shocked really at the difference between the photo op how that process was run versus just being able to go and, and meet, stand in line. And and, oh my gosh. Like, yeah, I feel like at this point, I don't know if I would do another photo op at celebration. Yeah. Same. Just because, I mean, we paid for some of the photo ops and respectfully so, because I know that this is, I don't want to make it seem like it's like you, you know, like some people are just there to make money, but it's certainly a lucrative uh, endeavor for some people to say make a couple couple stacks of cheddar on a nice weekend to be able to hang out with other people from Star Wars, um, and but I I think about the experience that we had, kind of getting rushed in. You get your photo taken. It's really cool to have that that memento. But then coming mm-hmm. over and Adam and I got the chance to be able to talk with Unisutimo Chewbacca. Oh, I have a picture of you guys doing that. Yeah, you mm-hmm. sent it over to Adam and I was laughing because we're... <laughs> you did a super like long zoomed in, pinch zoomed mom uh, photo. Yeah. It was real. I did it really quick, but I was like, look at Adam. He's like in his natural habitat because you were like, he's <laughs> such a nice guy too. Yeah, yeah. We, but, really but nice. Just, yeah, super just sweet. The, and same with like, you know, we had a photo. I think literally we had a photo op with Giancarlo Esposito. And mm-hmm. Nick, Nick yeah, came up to me. He's, he's like, just go over there and talk to him. And I was like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> he was like sitting at his booth. And I went up and I you know, gave him this ID card. And I'm like, hey, I, I, you came up to our college a couple of years ago. And he like remembered all of that. Aww. And I'm sitting Yeah, here, he seems like such a cool guy. Oh my he gosh. Really like, and just like a, a steel trap. I mean, he, you know, I was like, oh, I'm from Northern Michigan. He's like, oh, what a, what a right there on Lake Superior. Beautiful place. I'm like, you remember that? That's so great. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I flew in Anaheim. I don't even remember where I live. I was like, this is amazing. (laughs) But for that, I mean, I just, I really think if anything, if anybody's listening to the podcast and kind of thinking what kind of experience they want to have at a convention, like I am totally on board with saying, you know, if you see someone that even if they, you know, even if it isn't the, you know, $300 for a photo op with like the biggest name on the top billing, you know, it's like go to the convention and just go say hi to people and say, hey, because I really think of, how fun it is to have those interactions. And even if it's something small, like, Hey, this was our favorite movie or something like that. I I have to think that those, like those stories and those personal connections just have to help fill you up. And just, you know, hearing personal star Wars stories. I have to, I have to imagine. Yeah, no, there's, there was a lot of really, there was a lot of moments that weekend, a lot of moments, like just, there was a couple that I met that just had gotten married, which that was actually one of the things I posted on my Instagram. Like she had, you made like an Ala Secura lightsaber and, and, and there was another guy that came from Dubai who there was just, a, there was so many moments. I had such real gratitude yeah. for mm-hmm. being there because yeah. of people that come up and tell you stories. One girl in particular, this girl, Ray, who is a cosplayer. Yes. She's, yeah, Ray you know, I feel like everybody knows Ray, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. She presented me with this pin she made. Oh my God. Now I take it everywhere I go. It's like, it's, absolutely beautiful and she's she's just in and of herself something like just she's just something and there was just a lot of people that really came up and there was some tears and lots of hugs and people (laughs) happy to be out and I agree though like you almost have some more genuine moments when you're not having the picture you know when you can actually when it's down an assembly line yeah and that's what's like crazy about watching Ashley because she's next to me and she's giving everybody the full experience her emotional endurance is like kind of jaw dropping. It's how incredible. She can, and I, I don't have fully yeah. present, fully present. She is. And I mean, she's amazing. And I, I was just like, what an amazing gift to give to all these people who are, she, she knows they're waiting and, and like long time goes by mm-hmm. and she's mm-hmm. got all these other duties and she's taken on so much and she's giving everybody like just a hundred, a hundred percent, 110 percent. Yeah. She's amazing. You're mentioning some other women in star Wars on both sides of the equation, 
fans and cast members, mm-hmm. I want to close with a question. Like I mentioned at the top, the fact that you were one of the first live action female Jedi. And if we look at the original trilogy, despite the absolutely massive presence of Carrie Fisher's Princess Leia, she was still one of two or three female speaking roles in Star Wars in the original trilogy. The others being Aunt Beru and then Mon Mothma in Return of the Jedi. And then in the prequel trilogy, we get quite a few more, but still it was a slow trickle. You know, we, we, it wasn't until animation that we really got a lot of powerful, prominent female figures in Star Wars, Ahsoka, your character, Asajj, Sabine. And then we get this Disney era with Ray right front and center as the lead character. Right. In the sequel trilogy, we get Jyn Erso in Rogue One. So what is the feeling now? Number one, how does that all orient you in life and as a part of this large fandom? And then how do you feel as a mother of a young girl going forward? I think for a while I was, I felt, I think the impact of like the character of Ayla Sakura, there was a lot of people that felt it early on, but I think it has sort of almost had this resurgence. But mm-hmm. I always felt like, oh, you know, I didn't have a speaking part, but obviously people gravitated towards her who she was as a character. Then when I went back for Revenge of the Sith, I had a, a small speaking part and then it, it didn't make it. But I always felt like, did that kind of make me less like people, they weren't as drawn to her because of that. But then, like you said, there's so many characters that don't have that, but they just have this like lasting power and lasting, you know, people really just love these characters. So that's always has been something to me that I'm like, oh, wow, like, even though I don't have a speaking role, there's still like a, a, an impact, you know, right. and maybe that's the beauty of Star Wars. Like they yeah. even aside from Clone Wars, you can take Ayla Secure and kind of go, here's what I think she's doing or here's what I think she's like that, which is so cool. Like she's just a character that people have really felt that they can like explore. Yeah. And by the way, at Celebration, I saw more Ayla Secures than I've ever seen ever. <laughs> they were everywhere. That's awesome. And yeah. beautifully done. The costumes were beautiful. The paint. Well, that's a whole, like, uh, it has evolved from 20 years ago, just yes, cosplaying in general. So, you know, people, maybe they already have head tails and they're like, I just got to get the right color blue and then I could do Ayla, I could do Hera. It's it's yep. it's just constantly evolving and it's, it's really, it is. it's great. It is. But your last part about what you said about having a daughter, what, Adam, what'd you say? Just what? Yeah, thinking, thinking about how it's it's different for young people now seeing Star Wars. A lot of young girls are seeing themselves in Star Wars versus, and, and people of color and lots of parts of the population who weren't represented in older films in general and specifically Star Wars. It has to be a much different experience. So I imagine it's a different experience for you as a mom talking to your kids about Star Wars versus maybe 20, 30, 40 years ago Parents were like, well, you know, maybe girls aren't Jedi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, well that, it's, a di- it's a different thing. That has for sure shifted because I had a lot of moms and a lot of young girls this time around. And I traditionally, since I started doing it, I've had little girls who have, you know, maybe that was part of their mom and dad's influence or their mom's influence. I, I, I've typically met parents who have brought their kids in, daughters in that are really taken by the character. And so they have encouraged this love of Star Wars. There has been little Ayla's all along, which has been really cool. So some of those <laughs> girls are, are older now, you know, adults. But I definitely had a lot of women, moms, little girls, you know, this this last celebration. So it's 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 going. It's something's like still, you know, it's happening. That's awesome. Which is cool. As a dad who's raising a daughter, I I, I love that. And I you know, I think back, especially to like that character and like how cool it was that, you know, Ayla led the 327th, right? Like that was what I, I kind of loved is that you had these like really cool looking clone troopers, but like Ayla was the leader of that. Yeah. And then you think of these like parallels that happen and especially in like in leadership and like military and female leadership, you know, and then and they have all this entire unit of guys turn on her. Right. Of course, not by their not by their own power, but there's there's just like so many parallels that are that are really important to to pick up on that. But I love that George was, you know, made that a point to show that, you know, yes, there were 
there were strong female characters, strong female Jedi that that led these groups and that they the clones literally were like, what would you like us to do? You know, I think that's it's really cool to kind of see. Yeah. Especially those stories get fleshed out more in Clone Wars. So, yeah, I, I love that. It's a bummer. People always like ask the same question, like, why did you die? I'm like. I don't, I can't. <laughs> I was blasted a lot. I can't tell. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. It, um, it was in the script, sir. The funnier part of all of that is my kids like, mom, like, what are you doing? Like when they like watch it and break it down and they're like, you should have done this and you should have done this. I'm like, I was literally doing the best that I knew how in a, in a situation of intense nerves and like. Well, you used to shit your pants and I cleaned it up. So shut up. Yeah. <laughs> right. Why don't you flip around doing that? Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, it's funny, though. It's just funny being older and having your kids, like, look at you and be like, well, you, you know, I would have done it like this. I'm like, well, okay. (laughs) But you weren't standing there in front of a green screen and and George Lucas, like, about to throw up. Right. (laughs) So, you know, like, so nervous. So crazy. That's funny. Anyways, at the end of the day, I'm just so glad to be still asked back to the party. <laughs> I know the feeling. We know the feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it feels pretty good. Uh, so very last thing before we wrap up, we have a couple questions from the patrons in the chat. Yeah. Mike or Nick, you want to read one? Yeah, I'll, re- I'll read them. Uh, so Brad asks, have you had a crazy fan experience yet? I guess good or bad. The craziest. Um, craziest. I don't think so. People are generally respectful. Yeah. Yes. Um, that means people got to step it up. That's that's all I'm taking away from. <laughs> this. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> I. I mean, I'm sure maybe something happened at some point along the way, maybe in the last 20 years. But I. I don't really have anything. If it was crazy, you'd remember. I feel. <laughs> I did have one cool experience that happened in Japan when a guy. I was in Fukushima in Japan, and a guy came up, and in his passenger seat, he had R2D2 built into his passenger seat. So nobody nice. could sit in his passenger seat <laughs> but R2-D2. So that was more of like not a crazy, but like a fun fan experience. I tried that. My wife said no. <laughs> I can think of a, a crazy fan experience that we were a part of at this last celebration. Oh. When you at Disney After Dark, you and Ian McDermott oh, with Ian? showed up at Galaxy's Edge. And before I saw him, I think you came up and we were talking for a second and you said, Hey, look who's here. And I looked over and I saw him being, you know, all of five foot seven or whatever. And I'll let you tell the story from your perspective, but it was oh, like it got crazy in that moment. It was it snowballed. It was it just accelerated from one, oh hey, can, can I have a selfie? To two, three, four, a hundred. Yeah. And it was a mob. It was interesting because I could have gone there like could have just slid through, right? Ian, yes, right when I saw you that you're right it did kind of get like nuts there but he let it happen he kind of yeah. like went and stood against the wall uh-huh. and just like did his thing and and everybody was pretty respectful but it, it did get a little where i was like oh oh because <laughs> yeah. he's he we were just kind of there and yeah there was just that moment of like oh they spotted him and then <laughs> yeah it was on it was like exponential i the way mm-hmm. i described it to my wife it happened quick yeah it was as if paul mccartney walked in yeah i mean <laughs> and in that world like one two three a thousand people see him all of a sudden it's just like bam yeah oh yeah i forgot yeah. it was like it was like he activated everybody's chip at the same time yeah. totally <laughs> i know and he's so he's so nice and you know i was like you that's why i want like you want to protect him like he's just yeah you're right he's he's not a super huge guy so yeah, that was it. Was a lot of people that realized that he was the emperor is here. Yeah, yeah, that was wild. <laughs> you guys, you guys got to back up. He's got a lot of cameos in the future. You got to protect yeah. this man. Yeah, no, that was a wild moment. I told my kids like this isn't going to happen to you every time you go to Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. and then you guys kind of um, were kind of escorted away, and you went into Ogus Cantina, right? From there, we went to the cantina. It was which was so cool. Yeah, nice. Because they, they yeah. had a, a table kind of reserved for like a, like a VIP Disney Star Wars table, right? Well, they facilitated it quickly because it was so busy in there. Mm-hmm. So they, yes, they got us in, but we didn't stay like a super long time. But right. yeah, they got us in quickly and, and we sat and kind of just got the whole experience of the cantina. And it, yeah. was, it, was, it was cool. That's awesome. What did you get to drink at Oga's Cantina? Ian and I and Stuart, the three of us we, who we were together, and then my 
well, my kids were with us. We had, we just had a glass of wine and then the kids had some crazy cantina sugar blast, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Perfect for 9 PM or whatever it was. Yeah. Well, we stayed, we stayed till I think one. Like one of the youths. That's the reason why we couldn't (laughs) get out. That's the reason why they locked us in there. That's, that's a story for another time. We weren't allowed to actually, yeah. we, that was the first time we've ever not been able to leave. They wouldn't let us leave. Why? We'll tell you after. It was, okay, okay, it, it okay. was weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it was very weird. There is uh, one more question from Zach. Okay. He asked, has anyone ever given you a gift? If so, what was the coolest thing? Hey, shout out, speaking of gifts, shout out Zach the Maker for this shirt right here. Oh. I'll, uh, I'll post about it. Thank you. Um, Sweet. Lots of amazing gifts. In fact, I have a giant box sitting here that I received after celebration which is a pretty big Ayla Sakura who is on Felucia and she, I plug her in and she lights up and I have to have some help to build her. But yeah, I have everything saved from 20 years ago. A lot of really cool gifts. That is awesome. Beautiful fan art, action figures that people have created their own, you know, background. And I mean, you name, like there's just so many, so many things, t-shirts, jewelry. There's a lot. That's awesome. And Japan is one of the places that you, I've been presented with like really beautiful art. Did anyone ever make you the, um, what's the company that like the chewy candy? Uh, what's it called? Haichu. Haichu? Yeah. You get, yeah. The, you can go to like a Haichu vending machine or it's like a, a photo booth and then vending machine. You like put your photo on it. Oh. You haven't seen this? I would guess Chris has probably, Hoobastank probably got a ton of those. We got them back in the day where fans would go and they'd take, I don't know if you can use like a, a flash drive or what, but you can put whatever photo you want on the package of Haichu. Haichu or Pez? Haichu? Haichu, yeah. That's what Haichu, I have. It has okay. like one of our Story of the Year band photos on a package of, of wow. Haichu. That's great. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Because photo booths are like the thing, or at least they were. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fun stuff. Yeah, I've had some amazing, amazing gifts. And I, I, I keep, I have between my mom's house and here, I, I keep stuff in, you know, bins and, and I, I, yeah, I keep it. That's awesome. That's great yeah. to hear. It's pretty cool. So as we wrap up here, let the folks know what conventions you have coming up where they can come visit you. I'll be in uh, Flint, Michigan, August 6th or the 7th at the Really Cool Con. And then I will be uh, Colorado Springs Comic Con August 19th through the 21st. Awesome. Yeah. And lastly, where can folks follow you on social media? So it's Amy Allen underscore Jedi. Nice. And I'm still... Um, I'm a bit of a rookie, so it's it's a little unrefined. That's what I like to call it. It's it's unrefined and it's getting better. <laughs> it's great though. You have all these awesome old pictures that you're digging up. I do. That are, are so cool to see, especially the early, early ones. I do. I have awesome old pictures and I have awesome new pictures. So I'm I need to sort of sit down and get everything dialed in. You need to pull out eighteen year old flip phones and figure out how to get flip phone pictures off of those <laughs> <laughs> to post. I know. There are some good old ones for sure. All right, Nick, where can people find you on social media? I'm at Nick Bayside on Twitter and Instagram. Please follow me there and look at all the things that I do. I do too many things. Mike? You can find me as the host of Armor Party, a podcast about costumes and all things Star Wars on the Thank the Maker Network. That's at Armor Party Show on Instagram. And you can also follow my little side hustle of Galactic Counterfeits, Honda Supply. Hmm. On Instagram and Twitter. My stuff is all at Adam the Skull. You can follow this podcast on Instagram and TikTok at Thank the Maker Pod. On Twitter at Thank the Maker. Our sister podcast, Princess and Scoundrel, is at Princess and Scoundrel on TikTok, at Princess and Scoundrel Show on Instagram. And if you want to support this podcast and be one of these patrons who asks questions and watches us live, or you just want Discord access and so on and so forth, patreon.com slash Thank the Maker Pod is where you can go to do that. Every little bit helps for real. This is my part-time job to make this happen. Patreon.com slash ThankTheMakerPod. Amy, thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Amy. Always fun hanging with you. Thanks for having me, you guys. Thanks for, like, appreciating my, like, ineptness with (laughs) technology. (laughs) We're making it happen. Thank you. I love being here. Thank you. Patrons, thanks for hanging out with us. We love you. And until next week, may the Force be with you.